Welcome to the Let's Have Breakfast podcast. We're here to talk about all the trials and tribulations in your early 20s, and also the amazing things that make these times in your life so great. We'll laugh, cry, talk shit, and drop episodes weekly. So grab a seat at the table, and let's have breakfast. Welcome back to another episode of Let's Have Breakfast. I'm your host, Jaden Eliz, and I'm so excited to be joining you on another episode. I recently decided to get back on Twitter, and I don't know that it was the right decision. I felt like I was missing out on tons of current events because everyone is like literally always talking on Twitter. All the memes are generated on Twitter. Like there's always like a villain of the day. There's common themes and everything is always happening. So recently, this video of this girl went viral. She was taking pictures of herself at this baseball game and there were girls behind her that were making fun of her and like were talking shit and like just doing like, they were really wiling out. But there is a whole different discussion happening on Twitter versus TikTok. So on TikTok, people are in her comments like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like they would do something like that. I'm so sorry that happened. Like, I'm sorry that's your experience. It's very community-oriented. Like, people are really supporting this woman and, like, you know, empathizing with her. Someone took that video, posted it on Twitter, and they're having, like, a whole discourse about it. Like, I need y'all to really stand up for yourselves. Like, I really hate non-confrontational people. Like, it's really ridiculous that you wouldn't stand up for yourself, but then you would post this on the internet. And I just have to take a step back from something like that. Why is it that when people share personal experiences, there is failure to grasp individuality, I think. So just because you would react that way doesn't mean that someone else would, and it doesn't mean that their reaction is wrong. And I just really have an issue with people trying to tear someone down because of a decision that they made that didn't necessarily hurt somebody. And so I think Twitter is just this big hub of people sharing their opinions and no one asked for it. I know, I know that like having a podcast is similar to the same premise. I get that. But I just think there's too many cooks in the kitchen when it comes to Twitter and like not everyone is meant to share their opinion. Like some things are meant to be conversations with your friends. Not everyone needs to know that you feel this way. And like, I feel like people, especially on Twitter, make posts in an effort to go viral and things that go viral on there are making fun of other people. Like, I would really hate to have one of my videos go like viral on Twitter because someone someone posted something of mine without my consent, posted it, and now everyone's having discourse about what she should have done or what she shouldn't have done or you know, just having all these opinions that it's like, man. So another thing on that too is you cannot get wrapped up in other people's opinions of yourself and other people's opinions in general. Do not let the momentum of a moment shift your perspective on how you feel about something. Because I think it's really easy to sit there and be like, oh, well, you know, the majority of people feel this way. I, why wouldn't I agree? Or is there something wrong with me because I don't agree? And because of that, it makes you really question your individual morals and like how you feel about things. So I would just say be firm and confident in decisions you make, opinions you have, and really figure out if opinions are your own. Because I feel like for a long time, we are 
with our parents and we do what they say and we kind of absorb their opinions as our own but take a moment to really think about the things that you value and care about and start to form your own opinions that are separate from your parents or your friends or the general public but obviously don't be problematic like we do not condone hate over here in any shape or form i mean unless it's against like white supremacists like that feels implied but in general not condoning hate like if your opinions include hate maybe this is not the right space for you i know i kind of went on a tangent so today we're discussing having an identity crisis in your 20s i know it feels inevitable or maybe it doesn't maybe you never thought you would be in this space for me i change my mind about things very often i feel like each year I'm a different person, I'm rebranding, I'm kind of finding new things that I'm interested in. But in order to have a successful rebrand, which we're gonna do, we're gonna do this, These are this is how we're gonna get there. But in order to have a successful rebrand, you have to allow yourself to fall apart. And that is where the identity crisis comes in. So for a lot of you listening here, we're in our 20s. We are experiencing new things for the first time in our life. Friends are away. You have access to money maybe you didn't have before. Maybe you have lack of money and you're used to having some. Things are just not what you expected. At least they aren't for me. I just spent the last 14 plus years in school building towards something that I thought was going to be my forever. I thought I was going to graduate and love everything about every single job that I have and where I was at, being in a different city. I just anticipated being overwhelmingly happy and that's just not my reality. You could be experiencing a big change in a very short amount of time and if things aren't what you expected, it is really hard to just be in the moment of what it is. You have to allow yourself to have an identity crisis and really think through what your priorities are and who you want to become in order for you to really build a roadmap behind how to get yourself there in five years. A lot of people take the approach to their 20s of having fun, living life. I'll worry about it in my 30s. I'm here to tell you after reading The Defining Decade, that is not a good plan. That is not a good solution to avoiding the inevitable. Once you hit 30, once you hit your 30s, if you dicked around in your 20s, which again, there's no problem with having fun. I highly encourage you to have fun, but you still have to have your priorities aligned. Because if you just spent your 20s just messing around, having fun, not being serious about your future or anything in that nature, you're going to hit your 30s and you're going to feel so behind. And at that point, the reality is you are behind. It's not as easy as it was in your 20s to just pick yourself up and change careers. It's not impossible, but it's definitely not as easy because now maybe you have a family or maybe you have a home. You can't just pick up and leave and try new things in the same way that you could in your 20s. So you have to have this identity crisis of what do you want in life? Do you have it right now? If you don't have it, how are you gonna get there? And why, why do you want it? Why do you want these things? This identity crisis is so important for you to figure out who you are. 
not who other people tell you you are, not who the internet tells you you are, not what an astrology quiz tells you you are, who you feel like you are, and then two, who you want to be. I think this identity crisis also comes in play. Not only is it important to have an identity crisis, but I feel like you will get to a point where you just feel this overwhelming sense of everyone else has things figured out. Why am I in this position when my best friend has this big gig in New York and they're living their best life? Are you sure that they're living their best life? Did you have a conversation with them and do you know that they're genuinely happy? Because things that you watch on social media are easy to prompt feelings of inadequacy. It's easy to look at someone who you think has everything figured out. It's easy to look at their social media and be like, wow, they just took this big trip to Bora Bora. Like they can afford that. They have a nice job. They love their job. Like it sends these spirals of emotions and thoughts of thinking that people have things figured out and they're happier than they actually are. Social media is a highlight reel. Let's be, let's be real about that. Social media is 100% a highlight reel. Some people will share their bad days. I know influencers who will share and be very transparent about, you know, bad days that they have. But in reality, people are never 100% going to share what is going on in their lives on social media. You are only getting a glimpse of what they want to show you. No matter what, no matter how authentic this person is, it is still just 10% of what they want to show you of their life. You can look at people's social media in two different ways. You can look at it and think, wow, that's the happiest girl on earth. Or you can look at it and be like, wow, these are some really happy moments that she decided to share with her community, with people she knows follow her, people she knows that support her. And she wanted to share this. I think comparison, even if it's cliche to say, comparison is the thief of joy. The more you compare yourself to people, the less you are confident in yourself. You don't really understand what you want and who you want to become. You lose kind of that sense of reality of what your life looks like when you're busy chasing what you think someone else's is. And two, when you're constantly comparing yourself to other people, it is really hard for you to receive what the universe or God or whoever you believe in, you are not open to receiving the blessings that are being offered to you. Because when you're holding on to things that don't belong, if you are busy holding on to a job, a relationship, maybe a friendship, that just isn't fitting and hasn't been fitting for a long time, it is going to be really hard for you to be able to see blessings that are right in front of your face. Or maybe they won't even come until you release that energy. But once you shift your mindset a little bit to focus more to what you personally have going on and what you need to improve and work on and really hone in on, that's when your blessings will start pouring in because you are truly holding on to what serves you. And having an identity crisis is not easy. You will go through so many different emotions, just feeling inadequate. You will feel sad. It's really hard for me. I have felt very depressed. Like it is not 
easy. And I will say, for those of you that are in tune with astrology, I'm 23. 23 is supposed to be truly the worst year. It is. I hate (laughs) for any of you that are about to turn 23, any of you that just turned 23, any of you that are almost done being 23, thank God. It is a very challenging year because this year is going to put a mirror up to you and make you face every single thing you've been trying to avoid. You have to be so real with yourself this year because this is the year that you learn so much about yourself. You're challenged in so many different ways. Is is just the best way I can put it. It has been really challenging and I think that plays into having my identity crisis where it's like, I thought I had everything figured out. I thought I was in the position that I have built myself up to be for the past pretty much my entire lifetime and now everything that I thought was my reality isn't true anymore and I don't know what to do. That's the thing I think none of these self-help books will really sit and tell you. You're not going to know what to do. My solution for this has been going to therapy, talking through my emotions with someone who is logical and who has no choice but to keep it real with me because your friends, I'm sure they give excellent advice. I'm sure they have amazing wisdom At the same time, they're going through a lot of the same things that you are. So turning to someone who's also in their 20s, who's also experiencing this identity crisis, it's fine to vent and get these emotions out and really talk about how shitty everything is. But as far as receiving advice, it's really important that you seek someone who is experienced this for themselves, who is a professional or someone that can really guide you in the right direction. And then two... Once you reach conclusions or decisions within this identity crisis of what you need to change, you have to be firm in that. For me, it was quitting my job. When I say quitting your job in a recession without a backup lined up, when I say that is truly terrifying, it is. I trusted myself to get myself to an end destination. I didn't make the decision mindlessly, but at the same time, I had to have some level of faith in myself, faith in the universe, and just faith in general that things would work out for me. Because if I didn't, if I had panicked as soon as I quit, I don't know where I would be. I had to have full faith that things would work out for me. And it took some time. I had probably 40 plus applications in before I even got interviews. It was not an easy journey, but at the same time, through my identity crisis, through really trying to figure out what I wanted in life and what were the necessary steps I needed to take to get there, I realized that this was a turning point for me. I was at a point where my mental health was really truly suffering. I was very unhappy. And for me, the telltale sign that something isn't serving me or that it's doing more harm than good, is when I'm constantly complaining. I was complaining every single day, more than every single day, probably every single hour. I worked from home. I would complain to my boyfriend about everything. I would just be in such a negative mind state. And I'm not, in general, a negative person. So that was really hard for me because on top of that, it was like my job in nature was simple. I mean... It's not simple in terms like PR is not simple, but my daily to do tasks were relatively simple. Like it's like almost like a puzzle piece that wasn't fitting. It's like I have the talent. I have the people. I am here. I'm doing work that's exciting. Why 
is this not working for me? And I just couldn't figure it out. And so through process of evaluation, talking to my therapist, I realized that this just was not the right role for me. And I don't know if I'm necessarily impulsive, but I definitely do. Once I realize something isn't serving me or once I have my mind set on something I want to do, I'm going to do it. Like I have a strategic plan on how I'm going to do it. But if by this date, things are not aligned and I don't have things mapped out how how I planned, then it's time for me to go. And so that's what I had to do. And it was really challenging because I was in a position where, you know, I liked the people I worked with. I had a good time. I was doing stuff that was really exciting to me, but it just wasn't serving me. And I kind of had no choice but to go. So to be real with you, what it's like to quit your job during a, a recession I had money saved and it wasn't necessarily saved for an occasion like this. It was saved and set aside because I, you know, needed to save money. I'm a saver. I have been saving money forever. Um, I started working as a server super young. I also, I started working as a server super young. I had to buy my own car So I have been in the process of saving money for a long time. So I've always just kind of saved. And my goal was to save $5,000 last year. I did it. And so I had that set aside. (laughs) And to be honest with you, I have been able to make it last for a good amount of time. But I've also had support around me. I will say it's not worth doing if you don't have money set aside. It's not. In this economy, it's not. It's so unpredictable. You don't want to be in a situation where now you can't pay rent or you can't afford groceries because once money gets tight, it puts you in a mindset where you're so scarce. (laughs) You're worried about everything and that's also not good for your mental health. So don't put yourself in a worse situation because you're just trying to escape. You need to have a very strategic plan on how you're going to do so. I also will say that quitting was the best decision for me because I've had opportunities that are more aligned with the career path that I want to take. And I've had the time and opportunity to be able to do so. I haven't just had to say like, I can't do this or like I would have to do this later. And I haven't had to say no to opportunities that are presented to me because I have the time to spare. I'm working for myself essentially. So I have the time if I need to say, hey, you know what? I will just work on editing this TikTok later so I can go be a model on this shoot, then I can do that. And I think that's the beautiful thing about figuring out what you want to do and what your goals are. Because once you do, and once you are firm with your boundaries of what you do and don't, opportunities are going to come in. You just have to trust yourself and make sure you're not selling yourself short. Okay, so now you've made some goals. You know where you want to go. You just need to get there. So what you need to do is define what your rebrand means to you. Start with making a list of who your ideal person is. Who do you want to be, let's say, in five years? What are her habits? What does she do for fun? What behavior does she accept or does she not accept? What does she smell like? Where does she live? Where does she shop? What kind of content does she watch? Does she like TV? Does she watch movies? Is it educational? Who are her friends? What kind of car does she drive? It doesn't have to be all material things, but build a personality, build who this ideal person is. And it doesn't have to scrap identity from yourself. 
So things that you already possess, like maybe you're funny, she's funny. Continue and build on the person you already are. If this person was standing right in front of you, you would just be in awe. You would be like, oh my gosh, you are my dream person. Like I, I want to be you. If you could look them in the face and see them for who they are right now, who is that? Write it down and start to study that. How do you build those habits for yourself? How do you get to a point where you can shop at these places or have the freedom that she has? Truly think through this exercise and make it work for you. Be the person that your childhood self expected you to be. Now I know a lot of us probably had the I'm gonna be the president of the United States when I grow up kind of goals and ambitions when we were kids. But that can't be all. What else did you want to do as a kid? Who did you look up to? Did, maybe it was an auntie. I know the aunties are good for, oh, come here, baby. I just want to slide you a $10 bill. Like, they're good for that. Maybe that's who you expected to be. Maybe you thought, when I grow up, I'm going to be just like her. Who did you expect to be? What did you think you would be doing? You can even stretch as far as like middle school. Who did, who did you think you would be? What were your childhood dreams? Whatever is realistic to that, like maybe you might not be president, but there's still potential for you to be someone, be something. It doesn't have to necessarily be career driven, but what were your goals? Feed into that. Your childhood self is still you. Those dreams and goals and ambitions were not just for no reason. If you're still thinking about it 20 years later, there's a likelihood that you're still really passionate about it. You can still do those things. It's never too late to pour back into yourself. So just be the person that you expected to be when you were a kid. Show up for that childhood version of yourself. I feel like I preach about this every single episode, but start to set your boundaries. Your boundaries are so important. I wish, like, I literally will get that tattooed for y'all so you understand how serious I am. Your boundaries matter so much. You do not have to be the person that other people say you are. Within this rebrand, scrap the person you were before. Carry those same tendencies, the things that you love about yourself, keep those, hold them to your heart and carry them with you. But as far as the rest, any anything you want other people to forget, maybe you're a different person than you were in college and everyone is just remembering you as this crazy party girl or this person that, that constantly doesn't have their stuff together, someone that's always late and just is scatterbrained but you don't wanna be that person anymore. Set that boundary. Let people know in a firm and confident way. You don't have to be rude, but there is a way to appropriately say, hey, I understand that when I was in college, I was always late to everything. I really like was scattered all over the place, papers falling out of my bag, everything. I get it. I was kind of a mess, but I'm really making an effort now to be a different person and show people that I'm serious and show up on time. So I would really appreciate if you give me that chance to prove myself. Now it takes a level of vulnerability to be able to speak up and say, I don't really appreciate the way you're viewing me. I want you to see me differently and understand that other people's impressions of you obviously are their own, but I think there still is a way to shift and show that there's effort being made towards rebranding yourself and if they can't get with the program that's on them you are yourself you are true to yourself you're not new to this so be a hundred percent be all in set your boundaries with people and don't let them 
hold one ideal of you forever. And if they do, maybe it's maybe that's not the friendship relationship for you because you do not have to be the person that other people say you are. Who you say you are is what matters. And once you do all of these things, it's time to execute your plan. It is time to start rebranding. It is time to show up as the person you want to become. It doesn't even take you saying, I'm just going to wake up one day and everything is going to be perfect. I'm going to have mastered all of these things. It's as simple as maybe you say the person I want to be eats clean and when it comes down to it, you're about to have a snack and you have time to sit and think. And you're like, hmm, you know, I really don't want a kale smoothie right now. What sounds good is some chips. I have to pick between the two, but I really want the chips. And you just have to think from the perspective of if I was my dream person, what would I do right now? If your dream person is like, fuck it, I'm gonna have the chips. I just needed a day where I have chips. Then that's what they do. But if your dream person is constant and consistent and wants to reach a certain goal or is dedicated to something specific and they would never reach for the chips, then have that kale smoothie. It is up to you. And that's the hardest part. It is 100% up to you to make the decisions to become the person that you want to be. No one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to hold your hand through it. You are entirely responsible for how you show up in this world. And so if you want to be someone different, you have to start acting like someone different because we are rewarded for our actions just as we receive consequences for them. So take in mind that you will receive rewards for being aligned with your goals. But when you step outside or you fall off the tracks, it does start to add up and become consequences. So don't be too hard on yourself about anything, but understand that ultimately the decisions you make on a day-to-day basis, sure, they might not affect you this week, but over time, building bad habits and not being consistent with yourself and your goals accumulates. If you want to be a different person, that has to start now. You have to start building those habits now so you're not left in the dust when it comes down to it. I think it's also important that you're not so in your head or career driven that you lose sight of things that you enjoy. And that goes with goals too. Don't be so nearsighted on your goals that you lose track of things that you love to do don't deprive yourself of things that you love or enjoy because eventually you're gonna fall off the wagon and once you do it's really hard to get back on it's hard to build that consistent schedule back up so try to have balance as much as you can and then definitely make sure you take care of yourself because it's a reward self-care is so much more than nights and skincare putting lotion on, being moisturized. It's so much more than that. Take care of yourself because it's a reward. Not everyone has the luxury of being able to truly take care of themselves independently. So make sure you're doing it as an act of love to yourself. Whoever is in your life that you love, you would constantly pour into them and take care of them. So give yourself that same love and take care of yourself. Reward yourself for your hard work. The little last tidbit I wanna share with you all is You will not go through anything you cannot handle. Your 20s is challenging. 
You will go through so many different things, losses, loves, all the things, truly all the things you are going through in your 20s. But I believe everything happens for a reason. And as challenging and hard as some of these pills are to swallow or these experiences are to have, you will not go through it for no reason. You are a strong person and you will not go through this if you cannot handle it. So just remember that when you're crying on the floor, you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know where to turn. Just know and understand in your heart that you are strong enough to overcome this and it will get better. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Let's Have Breakfast. I'm so glad you were able to join me today. As always, please make sure you follow, subscribe, and rate the podcast. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at breakfast.pod. You can go ahead and follow your host as well, me at Jaden Eliz. And I'm so glad you joined me today. 